0: Good morning, and we are joined at this time by the executive director of Indiana Audubon, Brad Bumgardner. Good morning to you, Brad. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Great to have you on here. And, uh, and of course, uh, I've seen a lot of information lately about Indiana Audubon, especially this time of year, it seems like. But uh, can you uh, give us a a, a rundown of uh, exactly what Indiana Audubon does?
1: Yeah, Indiana Audubon happens to be, uh, we're Indiana's oldest uh, continually operating environmental organization. So we've been around since 1898, kind of promoting natural resources, uh, enjoying uh, wild spaces for wildlife, and of course particularly birds, as our our name might apply with our history with uh, John James Audubon and a lot of the work that he did discovering the, the birds of North America.
0: And as far as uh, in activities, I mean, uh, I understand that you have quite a few uh, activities that uh, go on uh, throughout the year. Um, how about some that are upcoming uh, in the uh, in the immediate future?
1: Yeah, you mentioned uh, hearing a lot about Indiana Audubon right now, and that's pretty common during uh, what we call our migration period. So, spring and fall are bringing millions if not billions of birds uh, through Indiana uh, in the spring heading north and right now heading back south to their wintering grounds so Indiana Audubon there's a lot of field trips and activities that kind of capture that spirit of fall migration and exploring and discovering a lot of these birds. And a uh, big way that we do that is through the Indiana Birding Trail. and That's a program that we have that promotes some of the best birdwatching sites all over Indiana. So it doesn't matter if you're way up in northeast Indiana or down in Evansville, there's a, an amazing birding site near you that uh, we help promote and uh, get people to.
0: And as far as the uh, southeastern part of the state, we're, uh, we're on uh, talking to you from uh, what can uh, folks uh, – Say it's a maybe a one tang trip or even uh, a short trip. Uh, where are some places where uh, Indiana Audubon is active?
1: Yeah, that's a, a real rich area of the state, and especially for for Indiana Audubon, is we have our uh, flagship property, the Mary Gray Bird Sanctuary, uh, just uh, in in Connorsville. So we're just about an hour or so east of Indianapolis, and. So that's a great area that you can get to within an hour or so. And it's 700 acres of uh, state-dedicated nature preserve and and wild land that we we use to to preserve the the natural habitat. So you're going to find... Fishing and camping and hiking trails and a lot of activities, often centered around birds, and so just a great area right now. In the next couple of weeks, as we're getting the fall color, because because there is a lot of birds, it's because of a lot of diversity, diversity of plants and animals, and with that diversity brings a uh, nature's palette right now.
0: In uh, looking at the uh, history of the of the uh, Mary Gray Bird Sanctuary, it's uh, rather interesting uh, what how it uh, kind of evolved and. It was around the. It looked like it was in the 1940s that uh, it was established.
1: Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So we're looking at uh, about the. Uh Eighty years now that we've had the the Mary Gray property with a donation from the gray family and it has grown since then to the seven hundred acres that we have now uh, we have operations managers and caretakers that are out there helping out and it's become a hub for a lot of environmental activities in the region, so things like master naturalist programs and community foundation days and, and other events are taking place and folks are really you know, embracing that that the outdoors, uh, especially as we're kind of getting past this pandemic, and they're kind of reconnecting with uh, a lot of the nature uh, to kind of relax and kind of escape from some of the realities that we have today.
0: And uh, something that uh, really interests me, uh, Brad, is uh, the trail system there at uh, Mary Gray.
1: Yeah, it's uh, really interesting that there's about 10 miles of hiking trails, and they go through a lot of variety of habitats. And, and with that, the, the staff has been created over the years to, in building a lot of bridges because there is a little network of kind of ravines and streams that cut through the property. So it's, uh, I think there's some 20-some bridges all throughout there. And the, the one they just completed recently is a, a replica of a covered bridge uh, that's out there, I think, on the Tulip Trail.
0: And uh, is any uh, research conducted uh, in that uh, sanctuary?
1: Yeah, not only Mary Gray, but for Indiana Audubon, you know, bird research is a a cornerstone of a lot of what we're doing as it ties to the conservation and education. And so it's an opportunity for folks to watch uh, what activities bird banding, where we're able to capture a bird, hold it in the hand, and actually take measurements and such and learn its size and its sex and, and the age of the bird and then as we release these birds with little tiny bands kind of like little wristbands uh then the hope is that they'll be found again one day and we can learn so much more regarding uh longevity and their migration paths and, and speed and distance and things like that so mary gray is a good site to be able to see that and we're coming up on uh one of the biggest events in the fall there and that's the sawed owl banding and so here is Indiana's smallest owl. This is an owl the size of a blue jay and this is a bird that secretly migrates through Indiana in October and November and so we have a a research station out there at Mary Gray that you can learn about the the migration of these little tiny owls and actually watch them get captured and brought in uh, for banding and that'll uh, take place uh, Saturday, November 5th at Mary Gray Bird Sanctuary.
0: And uh, another thing that uh, I think that uh, really jumps out at me is the fact that uh, folks have uh... It's available for for events.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, on the grounds our Brooks Hall, which is often used for receptions and, and meetings and such. And down below, uh, we have the, the beautiful Markle Barn, and this uh, overlooks a series of ponds. And it's got a, a full kitchen uh downstairs and a, a beautiful setting upstairs. So we see a lot of weddings and and other rentals that occur. And so, so really, yeah, you're you're, you're really hitting on a variety of use that that we have for the Mary Gray Bird Sanctuary and the, the visitors that come.
0: Okay, so uh, folks, if they uh, they want to, they can uh, Google this uh, Mary Gray Bird Sanctuary. Uh, it's on uh, South Bird Sanctuary Road. It's a Connorsville address, but uh, you know, it looks like it's uh, I guess uh, south of that town. But uh, or uh, folks in uh, maybe uh, our Franklin County listeners, maybe uh, north uh, to northwest of Laurel. It looks like uh, according to the map that I'm looking mm-hmm. at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They can go to uh, org as well, and you can learn a lot about Mary Gray. Unfortunately, most of your mapping software is Google and Waze. If you just type in Mary Gray, uh, it knows where, where you're trying to go.
0: In technology wonderful? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as far as uh, some other things, uh, some uh, other basics about the uh, Indiana Audubon, uh, Brad, uh, uh, now that you have a, um, of course, uh, you're on board, but did you have a staff and maybe a board of directors, things of that nature?
1: Yeah, uh, as I mentioned, you know, starting way back in 1898, that happens to mean that next year, 2023, is our 125th anniversary. And so we're obviously getting ready for a big celebration of that. And we do that with uh, both our uh, board of directors as a nonprofit organization, and then we have a, a staff of uh, three full-time employees that, that are uh, helping out with the, the operations and administrations of, of everything that we do that kind of falls under that arch of our mission of conservation, education, and research for, for natural resources and birds.
0: All right. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout, and we'll continue our conversation with Brad Bumgartner. He is the executive director of Indiana Audubon. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Brad Bumgartner. He is the executive director of Indiana Audubon. And uh, Brad, uh, now does uh, Audubon uh, have memberships, uh, things of that nature, go through membership drives, anything like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. As a nonprofit organization, we We are a a membership-based organization, so we see uh, anything from individuals and students to the families that join us. And, And by joining Indiana Audubon, you have access to many of the different field trips publications, resources, and and we we talked a little bit about technology, and technology is really changing in the birding world, and so we're able to to teach people to use some of these new resources that that help them identify the birds, literally with just apps in the palm of their hands, and so I think we're finding a lot of people embracing that, a lot of people getting into bird watching, and so, um, you know, I can say there's just been a growth in in our birding membership uh, every year for the last three or four years now.
0: And another thing that uh, I I find fascinating is uh, all the, uh, the merchandise that's available to folks.
1: (laughs) Yep. so, So we, um, everything that we do. We, we are, we are a, a business in the, in the interest for the birds, and so everything goes to support that mission, and so it helps out with some of our grants and scholarship programs and helps us with some of the different outreach and activities that we're able to do, uh, including just recently we're starting a new Indiana Young Birders Network, and that'll take place primarily in central Indiana and look to kind of bring birds to different uh, youth programs and school groups and scouts and, and start them at a young age, And because what we're really trying to do, uh, Tom, is, is these birds that are, are so much of a passion for a lot of us because of some moment or some species experience that we had, and we kind of call that our spark bird or spark moment. And so what we're really looking to do is to, is to spread that and help people uh, uh, find their own spark uh, that'll kind of flame this passion for the outdoors and birds the rest of their life.
0: All right and, and so again that's uh, the website is indianaaudubon.org and uh, you've got the uh, you can find the the shop uh, click tab and also a lot of uh, bird resources now uh, what are some of those things that uh, uh, people uh, can go on and uh, they're curious and uh, what are some uh, resources that uh, are available to folks through Indiana Audubon
1: Yeah one of the things we just uh, talked a little bit about was the Indiana Birding Trail and so that is a program of Indiana Audubon that highlights the best 66 birding locations in Indiana and so it's a full resource on not only where to go but when to go, how to bird it, what you can look for, and so it really gives you everything you'd want to learn about before you head on out. So you can access both the website and there's printed guides. We also have a lot of resources for our members, everything from what to do if you find a a sick or injured bird or if you're looking for ways to kind of bring your community into bird watching. We have our Birdtown Indiana program that celebrates and recognizes cities and towns that are doing things that are beneficial for birds.
0: Yeah, And I'm uh, looking at that uh, bird town, Indiana. I mean, it looks like it's uh, modeled after Tree City, USA.
1: Yeah, real similar to that. So you see a lot of that. We we really are familiar with that in Indiana. We know there's a lot of cities and towns that are doing things to promote trees in their communities. We know the beneficial values of those. And And quite frankly, if you're a tree city, you're probably a good bird town, too, because those trees draw in birds and other wildlife as well.
0: And also, I see that uh, Indiana Audubon uh, also uh, has a lot of uh, publications. And then, uh, what are some of those that uh, people can be on the lookout for?
1: Yeah, we offer uh, different aspects of the bird watching that we give to our memberships. We have our Cardinal, which is our kind of magazine that comes out every two months. And that's really going to have a lot of your up-to-date news and events and, and things that are going on for bird watchers. And then we have uh, an Indiana Audubon Quarterly. And our Quarterly is a... Obviously, as the name implies, comes out uh, just every three months or so, and it's more of a semi-scientific journal. So, you know, what we see of birds is, is it starts off with something like a cardinal or something cute like a, a chickadee, but uh, it's a lifetime of learning, and we find that folks really get into different aspects of birds, whether it be sawn or migration or plumages, and so that quarterly is a, an avenue to, to learn more about birds and maybe some of the research and, and um, studies occurring right here in the Hoosier State.
0: Okay, we uh, Brad, we talked about the business end of things, and um, also uh, donate, you know, some of the um, other aspects. But of course, also, uh, you know, you, one of the lifeblood of any organization, especially a nonprofit, is donating. And uh, if somebody's interested, uh, how can they uh, go about doing so?
1: Absolutely, we have several avenues that if folks want to give for the birds, and whether it be for. Mary Gray, or for our owl banding program, or just our Indiana Audubon in general. You can visit indianaaudubon.org slash donate. You're going to find out more information on on how we are able to leverage folks' uh, donations to be able to do more with that with some other grants and things that that we're applying for too so that we can have the the best reach and be able to help out the birds the most with uh, every single person's dollar that they donate to us.
0: And uh, so, uh, obviously, I guess the uh, the website would be uh, the best uh, point of contact for uh, for those who uh, are curious to, or have their curiosity uh, jostled, so to speak.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Go to org. There's tons of tabs up top you can explore, and you can learn more about uh, membership, learn about donating, learn about what we're doing and how you can be a part of that.
0: Yeah, because I'm on the uh, website looking at it right now, and I'll tell you what, Brad, is very easy to navigate. Even somebody like me can figure it out. So. <laughs> All right. Now, anything else, uh, Brad Bumgarner, before we let you go?
1: You know, uh, you know, as I look back and, and I think about you know some of the first birds I saw and kind of where that's taken me in the last uh, oh three decades now, a uh, life of birds, and it's brought a lot of enrichment and joy. And I think that we see that same story with a lot of folks that are members of Indiana Audubon. We are truly a community through conservation. And so I hope if, if any of that resonates with uh, anyone listening here today, uh, consider uh, going to indianaaudubon.org, joining us, become a member, learn more about it, and uh, and take part in this really cool uh, hobby, sport, passion, education.
0: All right. So, again, that is indianaaudubon.org, and he is Brad Bumgartner the executive director of that organization. Brad, thank you for uh, joining us this morning. We appreciate your time and all the best and continued success to uh, you and everybody at Indiana Audubon.
1: Hey, no problem. Thank you. Glad to be here.